Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. For our last men's team preview, I am led to believe EF Education Easy Post, Lachlan Morton, Specialist, Tour Divide, Gravel, Vibes, Pink Kits. Don't release the kit until three stages into Tour Down Under. No start list. EF, Vorder Specialist. That's the official team name. Uh, they changed it up. They changed it all up this year. They decided these little races, these uh, Chachi GPT generated races that were beneath beneath borders they made them their bread and butter because they went to all <laughs> these fucking mickey mouse races in his words yeah. in his words not mine and they won tw- they won 22 of them just about Langkawi, like you know tudelan uh setimana they might have always done that but um yeah how's their season benji but they won a lot more than usual yeah they won a lot more 26 wins in total, but only four of those are World Tour, and I must say I'm a bit disappointed in their World Tour season for the team that they have, despite some of the riders really overperforming or breaking out. So let's get started. When it comes to Grand Tours, Giro, stage win by Magnus Kort Nielsen and Ben Healy. I completely forgot about the Magnus Kort victory. I don't even remember what stage it was. What stage it did was with two other riders, Paul... That's a very he, vague description. Yeah. <laughs> it was very not memorable. <laughs> so, that existed, that stage. Outside of that, I don't Derek recall G the GC bit. And Demarkey. Demarkey just basically said, I don't even, I'm 40 years old and I still don't, I'm just going to ride, ride you guys to the line. <laughs> yeah, I remember now. <laughs> That's true. And the thing about that is that I don't remember their Giro GC bit. I'm guessing Hugh Carthy was there in my head. But yeah. he just Hugh Carthy just hasn't delivered recently. So he's kind of I don't know, I don't want to say washed because it's a bit harsh, but kinda of washed at the moment. Hopefully nah, he's he gets gonna come unwashed. Back. I hope so. Hope Hugh Carthy unwashed twenty twenty four incoming. Let's hope. But to the France, Carapaz was meant to be G C later there. And he crashed out on day one together with Enrique yeah. Mas, if I recall correctly. Yeah, he crashed out Enrique Mas on the descent <laughs> of the... Uh... So you're blaming Karapov? <laughs> yep. <laughs> In the same way that I'm blaming now for crashing out Nibali, Adrio. Yep. Outside of that, Karapov came back for the Italian Classics, quick detour, and he was really so he good was there. Good. He was good. Eiffel Lombardia, maybe not the result he was hoping for. But overall, he was consistent. His performance level was good. He was on point. But when it comes to the Vuelta, my only response is like, uh, in the notes, I put like a shrug emoji. Because the only thing I remember is Marijn Vandenberg crashing. And outside of that, their team was completely unmemorable to me. 
It's funny, isn't it? And, and I mentioned that in my long intro. I mentioned it for a reason because it's usually it, it is the opposite of what they've done before, where sometimes you wouldn't see this team until May, and mm. then they'd rip off two Giro wins, go to the tour, rip off two Tour wins with Court, yep. with Danny Martinez back in the day, uh, with whoever, and or go for the KOM with Paulus. And and in the Vuelta they usually do well. They do well. They won in with Iran in twenty three, uh, twenty two. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was it was different. The, the big breakout though, it must be said, is Ben Healy two thousand UCI points. But more importantly, you know he started it in Settimana, uh, where he came third with a stage win. Then he won GP Industria in Artigianato, where. It is quite a nice race, actually. Like, Bernal's done well there. It is, I think, Cabrera's going to be a second, but just quietly. Uh, and then at the Giro, he... Um, oh, no, before the Giro. Sorry. It was Brabant's. Brabant's second, Amstel second, Liège fourth. What a breakout. That's a real breakout. Like, we knew Ben Healy was somewhat talented, but I didn't see this coming either. Nah, like, like that. I didn't expect him to show up and, and podium the... The, the Hill Classics. Second at Amstel is a really good result. Fourth at LBL is a really bloody good result. And that shows yeah. that with a bit more experience, with a bit more percentage extra maybe here or there, you might be able oh, to get more Amstel. than that. When he got yeah. within 20 seconds, the director went in front of Pagacha and started driving in five minutes in front of him. <laughs> I'm not sure that would have made the difference on the victory. I don't <laughs> think Manhealy would have won the sprint against Pogacha or dropped no, him. No, because he, uh, but... he didn't know what to do with Godon in Brabant. <laughs> yeah. They were together and Godon cooked him. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But but I, I agree that he was really close on actually being competitive there anyway. And I feel like I feel like outside of him, let's do the one day races before we go to the one week races. Nelson Paulo's really stepped up when it comes to the Cobble Classics, as in we said it before the season started that we expected the Cobbles to be a place where Nelson Paulo should have been riding races a few years ago already. It's as if he hadn't figured out what kind of rider he was because he's so versatile. But Cobble Races is a race that really fits him. It's like Jorgensen showing up to the Cobble Race. It's a similar similar scenario, I would say, and that results in third Edwards of Vlaanderen, <laughs> fifth at RVV. <laughs> we've, never been more vind- we've never been more vindicated, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. The, the guy didn't do a one-day race until, like, uh, September in 21 and 22 and we were yeah. like what the f-? and then he'd go to worlds right and be in group one beating the <laughs> shit out of pagacha and everybody and we we're like what the fuck are they doing not sending him to the classics <laughs> and then first year he does them he comes fifth in tour of flanders <laughs> and third in Dwarf's tour and seventh in san remo yeah keyboard like- warriors vindicated fourth at san sebastian race that he won in the past if i recall when Mal- yeah. no who, who rode into a wall, Honoré? Honoré, yeah. And, yeah, I set the Carapaz result. I, we set the Healy results. Those are the one-day results. And then in the one-week race, they had some results like Betel winning the prologue of the TDU. Not the most memorable, to be honest. The only thing I remember when it comes to road Betel bikes. that raises his cramps. <laughs> oh, yeah, road bike. He's on the road bike. Peo Bilbao had... Peo Bilbao is the reason the UCI introduced that lever thing because he did that TT <laughs> yeah. with the with them horizontal. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was six that yeah. Swiss with Iran. I feel like Iran really made the step down this year. Yeah, and he bad. will retire at the end of, I think, after the Olympics. 
first third uh, of August or something, 2024, just after the Olympics, he will retire. Which, to be honest, Iran has had a great career because he was never the best. But two times second at the Giro, second at the Tour de France. I'd like to say he got the best out of his career outside of when he when he like put the gift of the Olympics road race into the hands of Vinokurov that day. <laughs> but outside of that, out of outside of that day, Ron took the best out of his career, I reckon. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe party's a bit too much, but hey, that's Ron. He seems to have fun. He seems popular. He's got his grand fondo. I repeat, yeah, yeah. most popular Colombian. No, it's just, I think it's just incorrect. I think the Colombians <laughs> are like, that's just incorrect. Like, Quintana's a religion there. Not um, even just cyclists. <laughs> Most popular Colombian. Uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, hmm. I think if well, Ron runs for president, he wins. No, I don't think so. He, uh, we got to try, Ron. Come on, Rigo, you can Quintana do it. Quintana will try and probably will when he retires. Uh... But yeah, Powell's is very good. Uran, yeah, he's, I don't know what they're paying him, but they also, maybe they pay him a bit less and he gets to sell his yeah. own kit because he wears his own kit sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and his movie. They, his movie. So yeah, maybe he'll be, he will be more popular. Uh, GC, yeah, they struggled quite a bit. Um, and maybe that was a function of Powell's focusing on classics and Uran and Carthy taking a step down, as you said. Uh, you know, there's guys like Betty Ol. Nice rider, but yeah, but one trick pony RVV man. He been stealing a living the last since that. Yeah, like he probably on like, big money. Who who is shocked that Betiol never delivered after winning RVV again? Well, I'm a little bit shocked he's not better. Like he's mostly horrific. Like look at his, <laughs> his classics this. Well, look at his classics this year. I don't know if he was sick. Yeah. He might have been sick because he DNS'd Twiles Tour. So that, to me, he DNF'd Ken Vavelham and then DNS'd Twiles Tour. That's reading to me maybe that he was sick or something because he came 15th in E3. But uh, he was very good in, in the Worlds. Like in the Worlds, he was stomping. But in the Classics, the last two years, uh, he's been, no, the last three years, he's, he's been just a non-factor. And he was only good in 2020 when they were in autumn. So he is, he comes good a little bit in autumn, uh, it seems. But I think, yeah, he's not been ma- returning whatever they're investing in him. He to me feels like Michael Valgren all over again. 2018 delivered winning Amstel and Omlop in one year, and outside of those years, every now and then shows up in a top ten or a podium, but never really lead won that big race again. And those two riders should have been competing for Grand Tour stage wins more often than they are. Yeah, and listen, he doesn't have a big sprint on him, so, you know, it's tough to win. But, yeah, you're right. Like, a rider of that class who you see making Group 1 at Worlds, you think, where is this for the rest of the year? Uh, And the EF must be thinking that too. They would have loved to see that in the pink colours. So, uh they, in terms of points, mid-table team, 11th, uh, just about 900 ahead of Movistar and 1,500 behind Bora Hansgrohe. Not really at any risk of relegation at the moment. 4,000 ahead of Arkea. That's a pretty solid buffer. 
Uh, so whatever they've changed with their scheduling, and certainly Healy's breakout is is about twenty five percent of those points, uh, and Paulus too, with the, with the one days, they uh they look pretty safe from that perspective, to be honest, because they're just so strong in the one days now with with Healy, Paulus, even Carapaz. He, he's a really good one day rider too, um, and Piccolo. But then. I get the feeling, Benji, and I don't have any... I get the feeling that this team doesn't actually get the most out of riders. Like, I feel I the do, same. I, I remember when I looked at their transfers last year, and no, maybe not last year, but the year before, I was like, Sean Quinn, like it. Steinhauser, like it. Piccolo, great. Uh, Vandenberg, yeah, really highly touted. Iking, Chavez, Kudus. Like, Iking is... Uh, he doesn't have a team. Kudis is, doesn't have a team. Padun went to Korotek. Kaithedo, who was actually decent, they didn't extend. Yeah. Vandenberg didn't kick on. Camargo, probably bad scouting in the first place. Like, a lot of these riders don't perform. Honoré came across from Quickstep, okay in one race, didn't see him for the rest of the year. I somewhat agree, and it's weird because I, I can't pinpoint what it is. Because when it comes to Yev, I would have expected... A relatively high performance behind the scenes but you see riders like Betiol not being consistent throughout the year and then 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 you start questioning that and we've got that for multiple riders and yes Carapaz did come back and was delivering in the Italian classics but we don't know how consistent that would have been if he was at the Tour de France before that if he yeah. could have succeeded there so it's all these question marks and then you think about other aspects of the team and are they tactically one of the strongest teams? I don't recall, vividly no. recall any major tactics. Remember Basque Country? Yeah. A perfect example. They set actually. up a train for Jonas, and we were sitting there like, just look at the graph. The graph says you yeah. shouldn't be doing this. Made no um, sense. And the amount of lead, out, lead outs they do for, for Carapaz in not just Basque Country, Dauphiné, pretty sure as well. Just trying stuff like that. Like, yes, it's in Carapaz hard to to have that panache, to try stuff like that, but he's not him. So it ain't fucking happening. And it's not just tactics. It's it's the way they responded late also to the UCI thing last year, the UCI points thing. And I feel like when it comes to race schedules, I'm also not 100% on point with every single rider on this team, uh, the way they represented that. And Paulus was also an example of that, that he only figured out this year that he can do Cobble Classic. So there, there are so many areas where this team can still improve. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because, I, I mean, I like having a, a team that's a little bit different in World Tour, that's for sure. I'm glad they are points-wise safe for now, so I'm happy about that. Also, a team which gets riders of every nationality. They're not just tied to one nationality in particular or a few nationalities, and they, they take a few risks on riders. But, um, yeah, they, uh, they certainly, yeah, it's just... Because I'm not saying... It's more just like when I see how good some like Betiol can be in one race, that's then what I don't understand. Yeah. Um, it, it's more like how then can he not run a top 10 anywhere else in the year? Yeah. That, it's that sort of stuff um, for the last three years. Or Honore. Uh, it, yeah, Bissiger even sometimes. But Healy was fucking good. So Healy's the guy who like bucks that trend. He and Palace were, were killers this year. Um, and uh, he look, got that Giro stage win. You look at Honoré and you see that he can get 22nd at Dwarves of Vlaanderen. 
21st at the Brabant Appel and so forth. To me, that's not the rider that you then send to to all these other... Uh, th then he's being sent to Renewy Tour, Postnord, Denmark, to the Swiss. I don't see the point of the Swiss with Honoré, personally. Like, Italian Classic. Sorry, but Honoré is not good enough for the Italian Classics. Oh, I just I would have sent him... Oh, I don't, no, I don't he should I didn't be, see it at he, all this year. He should be good at... If you can come second in San Sebastian, or third in San Sebastian, and third in Britannia Classic... Why can't you do something in Tre Valle Varesine? You but think it's too hilly. This year. No, but that's what I mean. Like, why not? I think if you send them to like the the small Italian classic, then yes. But Varesine and Lombardia, he's not delivering. Yeah. And I, I also think it's too, like, the competitors are too good at Varesine, Emilia, and Lombardia. True. Compared to Honoré. You want to fight against Albanese. You want to give him an Albanese schedule. Like Matteo Tiago Stoni, Bernocchi, Marco Pantani, Toscana. Yeah, you're right. Sabatini, those races, Veneto yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, like Padun. He leaves the team early, it seems, to go to Corotec. One t Grand Camino TT win, nothing. So they didn't make that work either. Anyway, the transfers outgoing. We should get to them. Uh, I've already mentioned a few of them. Camargo, Vandenberg to DSM. I think that's fine. Scully, probably retiring, I would say. Vizhnyovsky, probably, I don't know. Uh, Odd Christian Iking, that was a strange one again. Didn't really work there. Maybe he had, I think he might have had COVID or long COVID. I might be making that up, but I feel like he had health issues. Uh, Kudus, I don't think they extended. Ian's Kuklia retired. Uh, and the two, and then, yeah, the, as I just mentioned, Padun's going to Korotek. And the two, well, surprised by Caicedo, I think is actually not a bad rider in terms of getting you a Giro, you know, in the Giro, but that's fine too. But yeah, Magnus called to Uno X. I actually don't have a problem with letting him go, but he did. No. How many? He's on EF for four seasons since 2020. He won. He won a lot of World Tour races. Uh, Paris yeah. stage, three Volta stages, Tour de France stage, and a Giro stage. He won all stages at all three Grand Tours there. So it is wins out the door. Yeah, that is certain. And it's also like with every single victory that gets added, the price is going to go up a tiny bit, I reckon. So yeah. it's not like he's as cheap as when he, when he won two Grand Tours. I probably would let him go too. I think they did the right thing there. I somewhat agree. And it's like Kirkalera retiring, Kudus leaving, Iking leaving. Wisniewski leaving, Padun leaving to Korotek, which is a kind of a, a crazy transfer in my head. Caicedo, Scully, Vandenberg, Camargo. Not a single rider on this list is irreplaceable. Mark Padun, sorry, buddy, he's completely washed. Yeah, it's kind of it's crazy. Two years ago, winning back-to-back -back mountain stages in the Dauphiné, and now he's on Korotek, under 30 years old. It's crazy. Um, Not delivered. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. And then like, yeah. we look at the incoming transfers. Valgren's back, which I'm very happy about. He had his major injury, went through the death team of EF for his recovery. You're going to have to keep talking because I'm about to sneeze. Thanks, save me. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. And then they got... Uh... Rui Costa. So this is another. They got Costa, who's coming from Antomarche after uh, like a breakout season, seventeen hundred UCI points at thirty-seven years old. After his one year at Antomarche, I think signs a one year at EF. Um, kind of, yeah. Honoré Purun and Costa. <laughs> um, they get him in, and. Yeah, man, he won a Vuelta stage. He was flying this year, won Valenciana. They'll yeah. be hoping for points from him. Maybe a, a, yeah. maybe they think he can win like a, a Grand Tour stage and replace Court's sort of annual Grand Tour stage. I don't know. I, but yeah, he's on a one-year. don't know how much they're paying him. I don't think it'll be for free, that's for sure. So he might be a little bit pricey. But the others are kind of like Valgren might be bumped down in price. The others might not be the huge amounts of money Sweeney mm-hmm. established pro not an EO pro Sweeney coming over from Lotto Destiny I think he kind of fits their targeting breakaway uh, model and I think that sort of makes sense Archie Ryan from Yumbo Visma development team I think that's a great signing uh, how's his yeah. injury recovery I think it's I don't, I don't know actually I think but that was a concern because uh, he didn't race until August but this guy is so good I would have Probably like to have kept him, frankly. Um, but uh, I think he's. They like, he already won a pro race in 2022, and I think when they're a neo pro and not earning a million bucks, you take that yeah. risk uh, with the knee injury or whatever injury he had. Um, so, yeah. but EF, you know, that's a risk they can they're willing to take, and I don't yeah. think it's that big a risk at 22 years old. And I think he's a fantastic rider, fantastic, fantastic rider. So. Uh, I'm keen to see how he goes there. I, I think he's going to be very, very good. Rafferty joining as well, another Irish person. Egan's Berman is what he came through, and he had some good results. Like, Rafferty was second at Juno Lake Gen, if I recall correctly, behind uh, Stone Emitted. So the man can climb. And is it like, is it pure climbing? I'd say so. Like, Ferdo and Paso del Stelvio, like, you don't do that if you're a pure puncher, even though punch results like LBL, 15 that raise, Belvedere. 15 that range, so that combination between climber and punchy type, I'd say more climber at this point, though. Rutkin Gray and Nerurkar, those are two British signings. I was shocked when Nerurkar was signed by EF and not from Ineos, right? Yeah, I was pretty surprised, um, to be honest, but... What a steal. Yeah, and Jack Rutkin Gray, too. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned from, from San Piran. So I like all those four uh, Neo pros. Uh, quite a lot, actually. And they also have Yuhi Todome from the uh, the development team, Japanese rider. He's got some pretty decent results in uh, Japan as well. He did Lavanier. So he's not a bad rider. Obviously, the He just team, won't move the needle. He won't move the needle, but they're sponsored by Nippo. Um, and I don't hate more fine. Asian representation in World Yeah, War. I think it's fine. He pays for himself, so and he's on yep. a Neo Pro contract, and he's not like he's not terrible, you know. Like he, yeah, he, he's not. I think twenty-one years old. 
happy to see, as you said, different riders in World Tour. Then they got Yardy Christian van der Lee, another Neo Pro. He's sort of got, he looks like a Julius Vandenberg replacement from what I can see, sort of Miss Classics uh, yeah. results. Who, who else have I not mentioned? That's everybody. That's everybody. Michael uh, did you mention him? I didn't. This one's just strange. This one's just completely really? strange. Oh, so look early, his, you mean? Look, look at his results, Benji. I think he's like, just too early. Yeah, like... I reckon he's a solid junior rider. Like, he's delivering that sense. Of course, of course he's a solid his, junior rider. I think his he, inheritance probably helped, as in, like, his family probably of Joseba Beloki. So that yeah, probably yeah. helped here. But that being said, if this guy was two years longer in, in like, U23 circuit and so forth, junior circuit... Then he might have made it to World Tour anyway. So I'm not saying it's because of that that he's coming to World Tour. I just feel like it's early. I feel like he should have been at a U23 team before he goes to World Tour. Of course. Like, he hasn't... Every time he rode outside of Spain this year, he got whacked. Like, I'm not saying those Spanish races are worthless, but to go... Uh, to, to skip U23 to go World Tour when they have a dev team... They have a dev team, bear in yep. mind... Makes no sense to me. I would. You'd like to see more than a DNF in the World Champs Road Race or the Europeans Road Race. Usually, the guy that used to do this won them by seven minutes. So <laughs> I don't understand uh, that at all. Maybe he'll come out and be like the best GC nineteen-year-old ever. Um, but you compare his readiness to race in World Tour compared to someone like Archie Ryan, four years older than him, is also a Neo Pro. It's, so like apples, it's like apples and oranges, you know? Like So that makes absolutely apples no sense. Apples and oranges? Is yeah. that the English expression? In Belgium, it's apples and pear. Really? Yeah. Apples and pears are kind of similar. Apples and Apple oranges and are completely and different. That you're, You guys have completely butchered that. Apples and pears are very similar. <laughs> apples and oranges are very dissimilar. So no, you the shape is completely that. different. Yeah, but Apples the taste are profile. Round. The taste... Oranges are round. Pears are not round. They are round. They just got a long Depends on which pears you take. <laughs> you guys are messed that up. Um, you guys are messed up. So their signings, are <laughs> their signings are mostly young and cheap, and then Kosh is kind of the the maybe cheaper than Co than Magnus Court. Grand Tour stage win replacement, and I don't know what Valgren's on. He's Valgren's kind of a unique situation. Uh, so, as I say, a lot of the years, I like a lot of the Neo Pros they've signed. I like them, um, but we'll see if they can Sam? develop them. Um, Do I believe this transfer season will be moving the needle significantly for the team? Not now, but maybe in the future. Depends on where Nerudkar, Ryan, Rafferty, and Sothov end up. What they can deliver in three, four years. I reckon. I think then again, Ryan I'll probably is, have a hot take for one of them. <laughs> I think Ryan could be really good and score a lot of points. And yeah, so um. Yeah, but I feel like he's one of those riders where I would expect him to step up. But I don't feel like stepping up in one year and directly delivering by. No, no, no. Yeah, by the dozen that that I don't necessarily see either. And then I think about realistic goals for EF education, easy post in twenty twenty four, and then. Jesus Christ, man, like, Carapaz podium, Tour de France is your aim, but I I think top five is max for him at the moment. 
I think you got to shoot for a podium. They've done it before with Uran. That's why yep. they signed him. That's why they're paying him the big bucks. Yep. So I think you ha- you can't you don't pay someone the big bucks for top five. At least I wouldn't myself. So yeah, it has to be top three. And with the stage win too, they have to go for stage wins. Uh, with I'd like to see Palos maybe do something different, but he's doing the classics. So how does that combine with the Giro? Not that well, maybe. Um, I don't know. Probably the tours. I'd maybe like to see Paulus, frankly, skip the tour and do the classics, hill classics, break some one weeks that are suitable, like Renewi Tour or something, and Cobble prepare hill for classic, the right? and the Vuelta. Yeah, I want to see him do like Cobble Hill classics, Ardennes classics, yeah. and then target a soft Suisse or something like that. Break altitude Vuelta. Or renew oh, or something like that, uh, but then he could but, also do Canadian classics. But and worlds and Olympics. Do you really reckon they won't send them to the Tour de France? I wouldn't send Pals to the Tour de France. I would. There's too many races that suit him that they need him for. Yeah, I agree. And that includes the Olympics and worlds, which he is really good for both of them. Don't you send them to his a Roman League too? Yeah, that or yeah, that or um. Fuck, and Basque are a bit early with the classic. That doesn't nah, work. No, 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 no. Paranese this or... year. Yeah, Paranese this year is a joke parkour. That suits him a lot. He should do Paranese before the classics. <laughs> are you saying only joke parkour is fish for Nelson Paulus? Such an insult. <laughs> no, it's a taste, but no Paranese parkour. Okay. And so Jorgensen suits him a Paulus lot. fight off. Yeah, I think it suits Pals maybe even more. I don't know. Sivakov's doing it with... Not a user. Almeida, maybe. Uh, And and, and there's a TTT with EF, a very good time trial setup and very good TTT team. So he can, I think, Paranese, and he he should definitely go for that. That's a good point that you made, Benji. Uh, So that's sort of... Yeah, other realistic goals. Yeah, win a stage in all three Grand Tours. Maybe Kosh to go to the Giro to go for that. They don't have a... Mm -hmm. Have, do they have a sprinter on the roster? Martin Vandenberg, I guess. Yeah, maybe go go to the Giro to win a stage because he's not good enough to go to the Tour yet. Yeah, I reckon. But hmm, I feel like this team Young. has the riders to deliver a an Israel twenty twenty three style barrier team to the Giro. Yeah, but you're gonna be fighting with Valfenard in the breakaway, so good luck. Do you roll it back with Healy, or do you send Healy to the Tour? I'll send Healy to... problem at the Tour is that GC is so aggressive that there's limited breakaway yeah. stage in my head anymore. So I think he should go Vuelta and then figure it back from there. Ardennes yeah, the and Vuelta and then fit it Vuelta, from there. If you only do Vuelta with Ardennes, the one-week races, like you have mentioned before, have limited breakaway opportunity. So I feel like he needs to do two ground work. I think he can go for... Don't you want to send them to, like, Italian Classic? Yeah, I do. Um, and so more than Luxembourg. the two that he did? <laughs> I, would, I would try and figure it out with... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough to yeah, take a rider so good who you need for big one-day races and, and send yep. them to a Grand Tour, as you say, where there might be limited opportunities and where... You know, if he gets into a tour breakaway, I'm sorry, but 
there's some better guys in there than he was up against in the Giro, and he only, he yeah. only, but false on Bronis stage, he was unbelievable. Like he was fast in the GC group, but then yeah. he didn't win another one uh, because there's guys like McNulty at the Tour, there's guys like Martinez and and classics Pedersen, Asgren, whoever. Uh, I think win if I was them, I would try to win probably seven world tour races and a, I'll try and win a world tour classic, just a world tour one day race. I think that is very achievable, whether it's Dwarves Dour, whether it's Britannia classic world tour one day race, Strada Bianca, Amstel, especially with maybe no poggy at Amstel and a soft Yumbo squad at, at the Ardennes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that should be a goal, and as and yeah, a stage win in all three Grand Tours, and podium with Carapaz in the Tour, and then hopefully the points. I think the points should sort themselves out. Uh, any hot takes for you, Benji, or World Tour over unders? Let's start with World Tour over unders. Are you saying seven as well, or is that your aim for them? I'll say seven. Yeah, I think they hit their goal that I set for them just now. Okay, I forgot how many World Tour victories they had in twenty twenty three. Four. Four. I reckon they'll go for. I'm going with. I'm going with four again. I'm afraid. I just don't see a major move that could significantly increase that. Carapaz not being injured. Kosta is a bet. Yep. Um, Carapaz could win a Polonia stage if he goes there again. <laughs> like he can win a Grand Tour stage, but only if his GC sucks. So he'd need to fall out of GC to do that, which is realistic because Carapaz is all of, all or nothing sometimes in GC the way he attacks. So actually, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go for how many victories do I have left? I gotta start thinking now. Eh? <laughs> we just did the Astana podcast, and I forgot how many how many I did. Twenty three minus. I'm gonna go with five welter victories for yet. Okay, five you say. That leaves uh, a few for Israel and Lotto to pick up. Yeah. And Koratek Markladen to become nuclear again. They <laughs> scored in 2021 11 and 2022 3 and 20, say 19. They scored 6. So my 7, I reckon I'm happy with that. I think. But it's hard to win if you don't have a sprinter. It's hard to win a lot yeah. of World Tour races with no one that can sprint on the roster. Uh, okay, hot takes. Okay, hot take is... Hmm. Do, 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 do. What do you reckon the schedule of someone like Nerurka will look like? Probably, uh, probably a Barcelian. Yeah, probably. yeah. Meh. Probably won't get much out of that. I'm going to go with... Valgren podiums Amstel. Is that a hot take after his injury that's, return? F- yes, that's a f- that's the hottest take you've ever said. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'm going to go with an Archie Ryan related one just to put my money where my mouth is because I've been talking him up. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Paulus podium Zuri. It's not that hot. He was the strongest rider in Leuven. Fucking hell. Come on. Give me something. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Uh, what's schedule? Uh, Archie Ryan wins TDU next week. Mm, not impossible. Too yeah. bad Luke Blapp is there. 
Is there a corkscrew? There's no ah, there's no corkscrew. That's where he get the separation. Yeah. <laughs> it's paramount is though. Not not hard enough. Well, longer. Is the hill not hard enough? Three k seven percent. It's good for plap. Too bad, huh? I think I think Ryan wins a world tour one week. I'll I'll knock it down. He could win Guangxi on one leg. <laughs> this well, guy. Probably. Yeah, so uh, that's my hot take. Ryan wins the World Tour one week, which they're not easy to win those. Uh, okay, that's our EF Education Easy Post uh, preview. It's, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I don't know who will perform next year. They got a lot of riders out of contract the year after. Chavez, Uran, Car- uh, Bediol, Bissiger, Cepeda, Carr, Piccolo, Ruch, Quinn, Steinhauser, Shaw, I might have said, Debod, Vandenberg. Uh, so it could be a lot of turnover. It could be some extensions. I don't know. Uh, but thanks for listening as always. And I don't know what we're back with next, Benji. Uh, make sure you to follow us on Twitter. Uh Rouge, like follow us on Twitter. Yeah, yep. maybe Sandal stood down under wrap-up. Uh but follow us on Twitter for updates on the scheduling, etc. But hope you enjoyed all these men's team previews and we'll see you soon. Ciao. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.